Good evening and welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I am your host, Marianne Petrie. This episode of Slam the Gavel is sponsored by CPS Protect Consulting Services. A child protective services case is one of the most frightening experiences for any parent. Don't face it alone. Face it with confidence with urgent assist by CPS Protect. You can have access to former CPS investigators to make sure you preserve your rights and protect your family. If you're facing CPS involvement and aren't sure where to turn, their child welfare consultants can help you. Visit cpsprotect.com forward slash subscribe and enter the coupon code slam the gavel for 60% off your first year of urgent assist. This is available. Available in all 50 states. I have another announcement. Bradley's mother, Narcus Golan, passed away in the fall of 2022. Bradley is autistic and needs structured and routine therapies he receives for his autism six days a week. However, Italy just entrusted Bradley to the Italian social services. If he is ruled to go back, he will face the next three to four years in the Italian foster care system where he can speak or understand the language. He will then be taken away from the only family he has ever known, and we have Judge Ann Donnelly to thank for this. Please call Governor Hochul at 518-474-8390. That's Governor Hochul, 518-474-8390, to please keep Bradley here safe in the United States. Hashtag keep Bradley safe. Also, go to the site, pleasedoyourjob.com. We need 2,500 more signatures. That's pleasedoyourjob.com. We need 2,500 more signatures to open a case. Very important. And uh, welcome you all. It's Labor Day. And uh, I want to thank all the laborers out there, special local 449, for all you do. I also have a return guest, Amy Palacios. She was last on my podcast, season three, episode 147, 165, 179, and season four, episode 15, where she updated her case, standing firm with the faith of God through the extortion of family court. And she has a case where her two ex-husbands are fighting court with the same lawyer. And that's a conflict of interest. Attorney Jay White uh, is perpetuating 14 years of corruption. Her first ex-husband paid the second ex-husband 50000 to be a false witness against her. And I welcome you, Amy Palacios. You've been arguing in Mecklenburg, North Carolina, Cabarrus County, actually, for uh, for such a long time. I don't know how you're doing it. How are you holding up? I'm good. Good, good to be with you today. I'm glad you're here. You know, so you're still getting threats of going to jail for non-support, which is unconstitutional, as well as uh, debtor's prison, which was abolished in 1833, yet judges still think they could send parents to debtor's prison. It's just a constant threat for me. Um, I have two ex-husbands. I have been in Mecklenburg County for about 10 years, and then I went to Cabarrus County for going on you know, over like close to six or seven years now. Um, So it's been a lot of time in both counties with the same games. Um, I'm on a couple domestic violence groups and uh, advocacy groups in the area. And both counties are still pulling the same games. Um, Even one of the girls from our group last, like a week ago, a couple weeks ago, she was telling me about how she was put in handcuffs in the courtroom um, for not giving information about a daycare when she had already written all the information down. This was in Mecklenburg County. 
And Mecklenburg County was the one that put me in jail for the weekend, claiming I didn't do a psych evaluation and I like needed to be kept for my kids when I had already done two evaluations that they had requested of. But they kept saying, oh, it's not that's not what you didn't do that. You didn't do that. So then, you know, what is happening is my ex-husband's doing the same thing in Cabarrus County that then he didn't get away with in Mecklenburg County, where I had told you that even he was trying to put me in jail for not doing a psych evaluation in Cabarrus County. And I had done one. And then they said, no, that's not correct. You have to do a different one. We give the order to the psychiatrist, right? And so then I did an or did what they said. Then they have still said, no, that's not what I've requested of. So I want to know that how a judge in a, you know, on the bench can know better what a medical field knows about what a psychi psychiatric evaluation entails. And it's a sentence, what they tell you you have to do, right? And then they keep saying, whatever you did was wrong. It's just a game at that point. Mm -hmm. And the, the same thing with the game of constantly threatening jail until you're, you're doing what they want you to do. It's just an intensifying of the domestic violence in the family court system. Um, tomorrow I'm facing again another case in Cabarrus County where they're trying to put me in jail for not paying the man Brad Urban um, $70,000. This man, he um, has two convictions of assault on a female, even beat up a police officer. Um, oh. The pictures of that to add to this cat podcast where there was even an article where he had beat the police officer up in the local paper. Um, even while he was in jail for six months after attacking me, he broke the sprinkler systems in the jail. He was walking around the jail naked, painting the walls with poop, the floors with poop, um, admitted to doing every kind of drug there was, um, admitted to his bipolar behavior, admitted to all these things. Even um, when we had the domestic violence trial and they originally gave me a one-year restraining order, sat on stand, in front of Judge Nathaniel Knutes, threatened to kill me on stand. And this Judge Nathaniel Knutes in Cabarrus County is the same judge that gave me an order to pay this man $70,000. Um, so I keep, I have, I think that our podcast, honestly, was what kept me out of jail. Our podcast, I really think that me speaking out before them, because it was premeditated, it was pre- um, they were even my ex-husband and my ex-husband, both of my ex-husband's families were even meeting to say they were going to get together with my kids over the holidays, all this weird stuff. Same thing's happening now. My second ex-husband's family that hasn't seen my children since 2019, um, trying to meet with my daughter um, before she went off to college saying they needed to give her a present. Um it was just they wanted a recorded conversation trying to get dirty things about me. Mm -hmm. And my daughter that went off to college that um, my, you know, my, my narcissistic ex-husband had gotten to for a little while has now realized that I'm not the problem. So she actually called me and was like, oh, this is odd. Like they want me to meet them. And I was like, do not meet them. And I, she didn't even know at that point. I'm like, I have another court case they're wanting to put me in jail on the um um september 5th you know i said he's threatening that i'll go to jail and he'll get my younger two kids which i have sole custody of the younger two kids and he has supervised visitation 
And Jay White is the lawyer, his crooked lawyer. He has been over DSS child support, DSS child welfare. He's over the, he was over the school board. He lost that position. He was over the county contract. He lost that position. So some of the noise has, um, he even sat on like a bunch of bar, like, um, like, uh, I don't, I don't remember all the names of the different places that he was sitting, but even someone in his firm sat on the bars, uh, like the, um, what is it? Like, it's like a, the bar association. Yes. Well, they're all in the bar association mm -hmm. because they're lawyers, but it's like the, the people that make the decision for the bar, someone sat on their firm sat on that. Also, someone from their firm was in the Court of Appeals. Mm -hmm. So like the Court of Appeals, I got nowhere. I'm, I'm currently in the Supreme Court. Um, and it's been over six months waiting for an order. I'm told that the like the order has been written, but not being held off from being filed. I don't know exactly why. Um, but it's the corruption behind the scenes, you know? So I'm expecting sole custody of all my kids. I mean, the older ones aged out. Um, and for all these three financial orders to be ended, the one that I have to pay my first ex-husband $2,800 a month, the second ex-husband $70,000, and Jay White himself over $20,000. The crazy thing is, is I've paid the ex-husband, the first ex-husband over $33,000 in the last year in child support. It comes out of my check now, but it, I don't even think I spoke about this. We went to court in January, February um, time. He tried to put me, Matthew Bledsoe, in jail for not paying him child support, but I was paying the child support directly to him. So I paid him four checks of $2,800 a month and they were written in the memo like October, November, December, January or whatever it was. And then I think it started coming out of my check in February or whatever, but they literally tried to take me, it put me in jail in February and Jay White had told him to lie like that. Those were Christmas presents to the kids. And even DSS was mm -hmm. like, they had, they didn't know anything about it. Oh, they had no idea that I paid him any money. I sent her the pictures of the checks. My lawyer, they give you a free lawyer when they're trying to put you in jail. Yeah. My lawyer sent her all the information, but she still sat on stand and lied for JY. <clears throat> so it's just continued over and over again perjury. And even now that my my daughter has aged out, so June 1st, I would have dropped off. My, my income, by the way, has changed significantly. Like my doctors have retired. I have less work. I was literally working way harder because of COVID and all that stuff being in the nursing homes. Um, so my, you know, my income has changed to where I'm not higher than him. Like we're pretty much the same income. And um, so they have that. DSS said that they were going to drop her off of the child support June 1st. I'm still getting the same amount taken out of my check three months later. And, you know, I have a gatekeeper and a gag order, so I cannot file for myself for them to end the child support. So, you know, oh. I'm still paying $2,800 a month. And I think that's the biggest thing that my kids, it was almost like that had to happen for my kids to realize that I'm paying him $2,800 a month. 
he will not pay for a haircut. Mm. He will not buy a pair of shoes. He will not buy them clothes. He doesn't just even back with school supplies, everything. Um, I'm still paying for everything. Like I had proof in the Supreme Court that I paid for all their, you know, music lessons, horseback riding, um, all their uh, medical, all everything. I have medical on the kids. I have car insurance. I have, I'm paying for the car payment for um, the child that has a car payment. All that stuff doesn't count. I'm still, you know, that's another thousand dollars a month, mm-hmm. but I'm paying him, um, you know, between car insurance, car payment, car gas, you know, yeah. that's not to take off on the $2,800 a month. Even the judge said, when I said I pay for all this stuff, he's like, oh, well, that's just a choice. Oh, so- you just take the car away from them and then you never see your kids because they can't, the narcissist won't let them drive. Right. You know, I mean, that's what's happening right now. My oldest daughter went to college and she's like, I can't take my car because dad won't pay for the parking. So I paid the $800 for the parking and she's Mm -hmm. like, I'm not allowed to take my car. So someone that is, you know, free driving whenever they want to drive. Cause this all started like literally, Two weeks after she got a license, he started taking the kids because then he had, they could drive themselves and he, she could be the mother. Even my second child now, she's the one that takes my other two children um, back and forth to practice and everything when they're with him. He doesn't do it. And I pay for the car. I pay for the car insurance. I pay for the gas, you know? And this is how he treats his children and the mother of his children. He has no respect for any of you. All all he's it's all based on selfishness. He won't get the kids haircuts, won't buy them clothes, that stuff that they need. Been there, done that. Also with that child support, just because one drops off, they still keep the amount the same because they have to keep that title 4D going and going. So it, it people think, oh, you know, my kid's gonna graduate, it should go down. It will not go down, people. How they're working it. Title 4D, look it up. Crazy. It is. But the, uh, the, the only thing that they could say that they could even put me in jail for tomorrow is that I haven't paid Jay White. But I've only paid him $2,500 out of whatever, 25000 But you can't legally put anyone in jail for not paying lawyer fees. Right, you can't- right. It would be the same as my medical fees. I can't go put somebody in jail for not paying medical fees. It doesn't, it's not legal, but you know, they try, they've tried to put me in jail for, you know, calling Jay White a liar. If I call Jay White a liar one more time, even though he sits on stand and his, you know, Goldberg, David Goldberg sat on stand and committed perjury for him now works in his firm. David Goldberg um, took over the County contract, then got fired from that. I met another person that he actually did perjury for her too. And now he works in um, Jay White's firm. Yeah. You know, well, did, did Jay White even send you a bill for this amount of money? He, he sent me, so he sent me a letter saying all the, the $70,000 that I owe that I owed Brad urban, which I've paid him like tw- close to 22,000. 
Um, then I had like a retirement account that was like almost 30,000 that he was supposed to sign over to him. He's never done that. And then I had a car that was sitting in my driveway that had 200,000 miles on it that the judge considered was worth $20,000, 200,000 miles, a suburban that had a um, really old suburban. When he left, none of the gauges worked. Like literally you could turn the car on, you could drive it, but like you couldn't even see, like none of it was going anywhere. It was like he was driving it manically and on drugs. So it spent, I had to spend like $5,000 to even get the car running. Mm -hmm. And then they want me to give him $20,000 for a car that has 200,000 miles on it. If you look it up now, it's only worth 15,000 and 2019, it was worth nothing because everything's worth inflated amount right now. I mean, it's worth 1500. I'm sorry, 1500, not Mm 15,000. So you look it up now, it's like 200,000 miles. It's worth $1,500, not 15000 So mm-hmm. Jay White said out in court that it was worth $20,000 when probably at the most it was worth $2,000 and the, and the judge just went with it. Uh, typical. And lawyers aren't that good with figures only when it comes to them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry you're going through this still. I'm just waiting on that Supreme Court order. Like, honestly, you know, I had, I don't even, the advocate, I don't think is going to be coming tomorrow. So the problem is like, everyone was wanting to fight. Like we're talking to Congress, like about a year ago, we were all telling our stories to Congress. Every time they were doing something wrong in like Cabarrus County, my advocate was complaining to the Department of Justice. The Department of Justice isn't doing anything. No. I don't um, know why they're there. I sent you the judicial um it's called the Judicial Standards Commission mm-hmm. for North Carolina. It's more people are having luck with that. Like um and it's it looks like this. I don't know if you can see that. Uh, yes, I have it too. And um, it says the uh, the North Carolina Judicial Standards Commission was established in 1973 to consider complaints against judges of the state's general court of justice and where appropriate to make recommendations for discipline for the following district court judges, superior court judges, appellate court judges, and justices. And the offices of the commissioner and deputy commissioner of the North Carolina Industrial Commission are also under the jurisdiction of North Carolina Judicial Standards Commission. And and the resources for the judges, which I thought was interesting, was the Canon 6 form, the Canon 6 report filing instructions, and all this information here uh, for the North Carolina Judicial Branch. So I thank you for sending that to me. Yeah, I well, I mean, I was told that I was going in the wrong, we were going in the wrong place for complaints, like mm-hmm. skipping you know, the bar with these lawyers when they, the people in their own law firm are sitting on the bar, they're not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. The, um, the, the thing is, is they just all say you're crazy. Right. And you the psych evaluation. You're just making it all up. You're crazy. You need a psych evaluation. Okay. I have locked units of dementia patients. Mm-hmm. Okay. I understand. Okay. You have a 
a patient standing there in the hallway, like terrified, um, next door, these people are dead in their beds. Like mm-hmm. no one's walking down the hall must have killed them, you know, and they're off the chain being dementia. Right. Right. But they can't. The thing is, is we have factual evidence. Mm-hmm. Like I have, I have a newspaper article saying he's arrested for beating up a police officer. We have two convictions of assault on a female. We have, you know, a, a report from the jail saying he's painting the walls with poop, the floors with poop, walking around naked. Mm-hmm. But yet I'm the one that's crazy and I'm the one that's abusive by yeah. their words to the people. Like, so they haven't used any of that as evidence, but in the Supreme Court, all of that evidence is there. Like I kept filing it as evidence. So I would tell people, you can file stuff as discovery all day long. Like you can go to your file every day of the week and days say discovery pages one through blah, 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 and file it in your file. Whatever pages this to this, file it in your file. You can say, I'm filing with the Supreme Court this document and I'm filing these a thousand pages of evidence and attach it and put it in your um put it in your district court file with all that evidence so you can get you can admit your evidence even though they're not admitting and even though they're not taking it does that make sense mm-hmm. um so they think people think they have to wait till trial to admit their evidence when you get to trial they'll be like oh you didn't admit your evidence beforehand so you don't get your evidence i mean they just make up stuff every time you yes. know yes like my own lawyer, when I did have a lawyer, had a three-inch binder of evidence, and they took one page. So the biggest thing is they don't take discovery. There's no discovery, but there's made up just whatever the truth is by their own mouth of these narcissists. Mm-hmm. You know? And like, sociopaths. Psychopaths. Like my two ex-husbands decide together on stand that I'm the abuser, not them. So that's what the truth is, because two people said that. And they even said my kids said this stuff, but my kids actually never said it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they said they said on the stand that your kids said it. So this is all hearsay. Yeah. They claim that your kids say it. Then you have you evaluated by a guardian at litem. Then they have them evaluated by, you know, well, even I had no DSS case because my ex-husband called the police to the state, to the place. They, my kids said nothing to the police and said that didn't happen from day one. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if my kids had said that to the police, then they would have made charges. Right. My, my, the police, my kids said, no, that didn't happen. And that, um, then they said, um, they, the police never called DSS. Then it was a consent order for me to have a guardian at Lightham. It was a consent order for me to have a guardian at Lightham with the, with the, um, crooked lawyer, Jay, Jay White. And my lawyer was Gregory Hunt from Mecklenburg County. Mm-hmm. So your own lawyer will sign you up for psych evaluations, guardian at litems, um, supervised visitation, all kinds of stuff to keep you away from your kids, to keep you keep paying them $20,000 a month, $10,000. I paid him $50,000. He did absolutely nothing. 
right before court after I had paid him, you know, $15,000 just weeks before. He said, if you don't give me another $25,000, I'm not going to show up to court. And it's happening all over the world mm-hmm. because they don't care what happens to you. No. They don't care about the truth. Yeah. So people need to say your lawyer, they have to tell their own lawyer, you're not allowed to talk in the back without me there. You're not allowed to have um, conversation with the judge and the other lawyer without me present. You have to do it in open court where I can hear what you're saying. People have to say that because they're, they are agreeing for you to do stuff and signing you up stuff against your will. And you have no idea. And they'll come out and be like, Oh, the judge ordered this. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I've seen um, judge, a judge take two lawyers aside, even in the courtroom to have a little powwow in the corner of the courtroom. It's like, gee, I'd like to be in on that because I have a couple things to contribute. But um, uh, my lawyer, thank God, was on the up and up. But, you know, the other ones, they lie and they get away with it because I, th- I think they're all doing each other favors. And then you do have good lawyers that are trying to do the right thing. They're getting frustrated and then they don't even want to go into that county to help anybody. Right. They, they know it's so bad. <laughs> well, the judge Gregory, I mean, the lawyer Gregory Hunt, he was the one when he came into my case in Mecklenburg County, he was the one that showed me that I had consented to all this stuff to begin with. He's like, you know, this guardian at Lightum, this evaluation, this supervised visitation all this stuff that you did was a consent order the judge never ordered it for you to do it because there was no evidence of it there was no evidence that you did anything wrong you had to consent to it and so I was like how would I I mean how would I know so then when we get to Mecklenburg I mean Cabarrus County that's how I knew for him to say I'm not consenting to that what do you mean he came back out and came and tells me the same thing. The judge orders this. How can he order? You can't have an order for a guardian at litem unless you first have an open DSS case, unless you have first have a conviction of something, unless you first have a blah, blah, blah. I had nothing. I have not, none of those things are existing. Nothing. It was, his, it was the narcissist say so. Mm-hmm. You know, seven kidnappings in 14 years. And the thing is, is like, he pulled me down a half a flight of stairs pregnant with my fourth kid. And then went to the court and said, I was abusive. (sighs) I mean, the same thing, Brad Urban. I literally have black eyes. I have bruises all over me. He has two convictions of assault from the criminal court for on mm-hmm. me and my sister. There was evidence of abuse. And he said, um, you know how he said that I, I did it to myself or I was making it up. You know how when you get beat up or when something happens to you, you're not telling everybody, oh, I got beat up. They just make assumptions like, Oh, I did do aesthetics or whatever that, you know, I have a bruise on my face because of that. 
And I just let people run with that. You know what I mean? Like, the same thing. Like, women lie all the time. They're like, oh, you know, I remember having a black eye when I was um, pregnant and with my first ex-husband. He threw a chair at me um, in anger and it hit me in the face and I had a black eye. And that, um, you know, that I never even got to say what happened because he runs downstairs, acts like he's getting ice, never shows back up. And then when I come downstairs, he acts like he just saw the bruise for the first time. I immediately had a black eye. So it, you knew it was like a hard hit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he, like his whole family, he just makes up a whole different story. Like, oh, how did that happen? <sighs> but I, what happened, what did happen is one of his, um, one of his cousins, there were baby monitors up there. And one of the cousins heard what was going on and turned the baby monitor off up downstairs. So she later comes to me and what is what's going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, some people do know what the truth is, but they still hide it from the rest of it, of the family. You know what I mean? Like yeah. <sighs> she heard me say, you just hit me in the face with that chair. What do you do? You know, like, so. And she thinks that might not happen to her someday. <laughs> well, she did have issues with her own husband at the time. I think now they're back together. But like, um, I think at that time she was even separated from her own husband for similar situations of violence and stuff like that. But she had to keep quiet because he was a police officer so she wasn't going to be able to get anywhere. So that's the thing is like, it's, it's shamed if you tell on the abuse and if you go along with whatever lie, people will be like, Oh, that, you know, Mm Mm-hmm. Because you can't, you just walk around, keep doing life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they don't care. Um, I just, I just, as you know, I just think family court should be abolished. It's just a, it's just a, you know, I, I just think, I was just thinking this morning before we talked, I was up at 4.30, <laughs> but I, I was just thinking, you know, this is a stage. Family court is a stage where you've got actors Right. And even like your, your own attorney, that Hunt fellow, uh, you know, he was acting. This is this is all play acting that they all probably should get Oscars for, I'm sure, because they're doing so well at it, at screwing over their own client. And they talk you into doing things that harm you. Mm-hmm. You know? And that I mean, there's Amanda's story. I just talked to her like she's on your podcast before. I mean, it's like we had the same story in the court. Like, oh, you need to pay all this money, but also you're crazy. You know, like it's like doesn't make sense. Like if you think I'm capable of making all this money to pay you, then how am I 
how am I, how am I crazy? It doesn't make right. sense. Like, That's what, yes, you're, I agree with you. I'm glad you said that. And because as you know, I was a nurse too, and they were calling me crazy, but it's like, how does a nurse with working 23 years go batshit crazy overnight? Suddenly I'm crazy. Then they take the kids away. Then they want child support out of you. But I couldn't work because they put false allegations of emotional child abuse on me. So I, I don't know what they're thinking, but it's, I noticed they're going after a lot of nurses. I don't know. It's just an observation I'm finding on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, so frustrating. But I but know. The, Go ahead. The crazy thing is, is like I had documents from 2017 where I tried to get a restraining order on my ex-husband. This was like my first ex-husband because him and his wife were doing all this stuff when they first um they like just constant and it was literally conversations of how he was like why are you going back to school to be a nurse practitioner you're going to be working for the rest of your life and paying me this is 2017 like before he's already premeditated mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. his, his current wife Shannon Bledsoe she did the same thing to her ex-husband that also was a nurse he was a nurse did the same thing complained he was abusive, did all this stuff. Then she actually had a black eye and was out of work for six months, then took him back for more child support because she wasn't working. Well, she had this black eye and was out of work for six months, claimed she passed out at the spa on Valentine's Day weekend that she went with my ex-husband to a trip. Hmm. Yeah, it, this is literally. If he hit her. Yeah. If he hit me, he's gonna hit her. She had a black eye and passed out at the spa. She claimed she was there with other girlfriends. Where were the girlfriends? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Had a whole big group of girlfriends. Not one comes to testify. Who goes with their girlfriends on Valentine's Day weekend? I knew they had gone on a trip together because I had the kids. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow. But yet she's like the number one person in his corner attacking me, going around to all the little people in our in our um community in Harrisburg, like saying how crazy I am, say this, that, and the other, and that I'm abusive and I don't have my kids because of this and I don't I have sole custody of my younger two kids. Mm -hmm. I had a week on, week off for seven years until I got remarried this time. Mm -hmm. You'd be concerned that your ex husband, that your current husband is so concerned with his ex wife getting remarried, of manipulating and controlling her because she's getting remarried, that something's wrong with your husband, that he is that infatuated with his ex wife and fixated. fixated. Right. I, in fact, that was the same. I'm glad you brought that up because even in my case, the ex was fixated on my remarrying in fact once i remarried that's when all hell broke loose everything was fine my career was fine our financials were fine until i go and remarry a wonderful person um who has no anger issues and then suddenly i'm getting hauled into court and as you know my story his wife his wife works in the courthouse as a clerk 
so she knew who to set up. She still works there. After all the- yeah, what a liability. She still works there. And here I, you know, I, I don't understand how they tolerate uh, a clerk threatening a mother saying, I know everyone, I, I have a lot of friends in the courthouse and I'm I'm friends with all the judges. I know a lot of people in the courthouse and I'm friends with all the judges. That's in transcript at least two to three times. Well, that's what um, this lady, this um, wife of his, his Shannon Bledsoe, that's what she did in the school system. Oh. Like, she wouldn't let me come. One time they did move my kids out of the school she worked in because she and him made up stuff. Like they wrote a letter to the, the principal and said I could not come into the school. There was no court order saying I couldn't come into the school. They had decided, like, they didn't get their restraining. They oh, they tried to put a restraining order on me initially in 2017 when I told you he was threatening me and doing all that stuff. The two of them tried to get a restraining order on me and I did a counter restraining order. And I said, nobody, I'm not doing anything to them. Look at what they're doing to me. So that's, that was my defense. Mm-hmm. And um, They didn't give them the restraining order because literally the judge was like, just because you don't like her, his ex-wife doesn't mean you get to have a restraining order on her. She's done nothing to you. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and everyone that knew me before, like people that at the kids games or at the kids, um, like they would be like, she's coming up and introducing them as her, the mother, not the stepmother. She's introducing as the mother. And even, um, one of my best friends, um, her daughter was in her class and on the syllabus of the class, she gave me the syllabus and I put it into the, um, into the, uh, exhibit because it said essentially talk shit about me in the syllabus. Like I have sole custody of, of these kids because the mother is blah, blah, blah in the syllabus. Oh, I believe it. I believe it because the stepmother I was dealing with had these kids calling her mom. It's like, no, you're you're not from Great Britain. You have no British background and you're not related to my kids at all. Thank you, Jesus, because thankfully they don't look like you. <laughs> well, you know how your kids come to, um, you have like Mother's Day programs right. and you color something for your mother and you do blah 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 my son my older son they had like a program like that and the teacher told him you have to do this for your this was when they had written this lousy letter that was like I can't come to anything but I really could and they said you have to write this letter about Shannon not about your mom because she's the one to be coming to the um, Mother's Day event, right? And um, he had already started writing it about me, okay? She literally took it. The teacher ripped it up and gave him a new piece of paper, okay? Then oh. I, sh- I showed up at the Mother's Day event, and he's hysterically crying. Oh. And I'm like, and he didn't want to give me the thing. And he said, I was making it about you and the teacher ripped it up and gave me another piece of paper said I had to write it about Shannon because she was the one coming. 
And oh. this teacher was friends with was friends with her. Yeah, you know, so, that's that's coercive control and that's child psychological abuse. That's what that teacher did to your son. Child child psychological abuse and coercive control. And she should be reported. But the the crazy thing is is like God has put me I'm in such a place now that I'm not even affected by any of that anymore. Mm -hmm. Because I know the truth. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, I, 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 my, my older son has a lot of anger issues because of all the attacking of me. It was like, just that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. A lot of anger issues. And it stems from that. And the thing is, is like, my kids even have abandonment issues from the kidnappings. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't ever abandon them, but it felt like it to them. Mm -hmm. you know? My older kids, mm -hmm. somebody that has, their mom has been there 24 seven around the clock was there and did everything for them. Even when I had week on and week off, I only worked during the week that I didn't have them because I was a nurse. So like, I just did my schedule <laughs> where, you know, it was like I worked every other week. Mm -hmm. So they didn't really feel like I was anything but a stay-at-home mom on the time that I was with them, except for when I started to be a nurse practitioner and I had normal hours. But then I'm not exhausted all the time. I'm not working night shift for 18 years, you know, like I was exhausted all the time, like, because I had narcissistic husbands, you know, I was, I would be pregnant working until I'm 40 weeks pregnant outside, like cutting the grass, doing everything. Like they wouldn't do just simple things, simple tasks. And, you know, I didn't have money to pay somebody to do it back then. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I, you know, mother's, just become everything like mm -hmm. and also you don't realize what you're marrying until several years have passed and you've had kids and suddenly the mask is off of them and they're showing their true colors and or we were naive and we didn't see the red flags because I know there were some red flags you know but I was making excuses for the red flags because you're young and naive and you just don't get it mm -hmm. so we need to serve as a warning to young people so you you better get it and look at these red flags and start talking to people about these red flags of these individuals because people are out to destroy you oh in so many ways um so i guess like a couple i was i was going so i you know how my car now it's like you know how when you get in the car the thing just comes on right mm -hmm. so i'm getting in the car right before school starts the day before school starts they still hadn't gotten like the rest i had gotten all the school supplies the kids get their you know their first outfit i always buy them a new outfit anyways all the kids came with me they're getting in the car and the lawyer this lawyer calls me the free lawyer everson that they give you so you don't go to jail or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she's supposed to be in court right now. This is the day before school is starting, right? Mm 
And I'm like, what do you mean? They were like, she was like, well, I didn't tell you about it because I didn't know about it. So there's no way, you know, you could be here. So they're continuing it. And this is what. So my kids are hearing all of this. Oh, my God. Because I'm like, um, you know, I had to then later give her a date or whatever. Whoa. Um, this is the date for tomorrow for, yeah, tomorrow at two o'clock. But it's still going. It's still, so ever since, ever since finding out I have court again to now, I was told, like, my, before with you, I always said, okay, I'm trying not to attack the judges, you know? I'm, I'm trying to say, okay, well, maybe they just don't have the right information. They're giving them a bunch of lies and they're making decisions on the lies. Okay. So let's just don't attack the judges because they're not getting the truth up there. But at the same time, there's some point where the judges are in on it because they do see the truth. They have the information in front of them and they're still choosing to behave that way. Mm -hmm. So at first I was like, I'm not attaching, attacking the judges because the judges have the only way to overrule these crooked lawyers. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I, that was my whole case. Like it's not even judge, um, because even in the end in Mecklenburg County, my judge there ended up helping me in the end and was screaming at my ex-husband because all this stuff happened beneath her feet. You know what I mean? Was that Wilhelm? No, that was in um, Mecklenburg County. Her name was Gina Culler. Okay. I was my, her first case on the bench. And by the end of it, she was literally like, you can never call DSS in, in Mecklenburg County. You can never call her crazy again. You can never do this, this, and this. And we have seven days on, seven days off. She has medical power of attorney. You have final say in like education. And like pretty much we had everything equal for seven years and nobody was paying anybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, and I could have made him pay me at that point, but I weighed the child support because I was just nurse, you know, and working part time. And he was making probably $150,000 a year at that point. So at over a hundred. So I could have made him pay me but I didn't. So, um, because I knew it would be a fight. Like he would keep trying to get more time if he had to pay child support. Oh. You know what I mean? Cause that's the only thing that's important to them. Right. Like the only reason the stepmom is kissing my kid's ass and trying to get my kids to attack me is cause she's being paid $2,800 a month. And that's more than she makes as a teacher. I'm sure. Oh, I mean, yeah. Probably not that much. And she's probably not at a decent school district either. Yeah. I don't know how much teachers make, but I don't think even $3,000 a month. It doesn't, I, I mean, if nurses don't, I know nurses make a lot more than, than um, teachers do. Mm -hmm. You know? I, I mean, don't, yeah, I mean, because I was a premium nurse. A year, I don't even know what they make. I don't know. Uh -uh. But when I was working per diem, well, when I was, I had such a stupid child support judge. She had it in her head that I was full time and I was still working even under a child abuse allegation indication. 
And it's like, hey, stupid, I have no salary. I mean, I'm on suspension until I get exonerated, which thankfully I was. But she had it in her head that I was making close to 4000 a month. It's like, I never did. I was always per diem. But I want everyone to be aware that this is what they do. They impute a figure and they put it on the parent. And that figure never exists. It's only in their head. And they're calling us crazy? Well, they used to figure based on before any of the calculations. You know how like you make this amount of money and then all this stuff comes out? Like I have to pay for my office. I have to pay for like, I I have to pay even for... um health insurance, I pay like 1500 and something a month because I don't get matched because mm -hmm. I'm a partner in the firm. So we have to pay our own matching. Mm -hmm. So it looks like it comes out of two different places, but I pay both of it. So if you add up the whole total, it's like $1,500 a month for child, uh, for, um, insurance on me and the kids. That's not even including my husband. Mm -hmm. And so like I should get a break for that. I should count the, he only pays $300 a month and I pay $1,500 a month, even though it looked like I was making more than you, you need to look at the top, the bottom number of what I'm receiving, not before everything's taken out. So they just like, they looked, look at like the top number before, um, like my, you know, rent is taking out every month or like expenses or whatever. They're like, Oh, this is the amount of, income she's bringing in well I'm, that's not the what you're bringing in the number is at the bottom they can't just make up what they oh they made up also they made up they used my income from two years before during covid not my current income they do this all the time yeah i i, I don't know what to say they've got to get rid of this title 4d funding because uh, for a number of reasons, but I was at superior court waiting to argue. And I listened to this poor guy, he was arguing and um, he was a car salesman. And the thing was, you know, how car, you know, when you're a car salesman, even I get this, you know, you might have one couple good months of sales. And then the next four months are like, you know what I mean? And um, that judge didn't care. She expected him to pay. It's like, you know, when he walked out, he lost his case. I lost my case because they have it in their heads. This is how it's going to happen. And another creepy thing that I was looking up, this is like super creepy, and you may already know this, but um, the, the um, hang on, I've got it. Oh, yeah, here it is. Okay, so the 42 U.S. Code section 666 is a requirement of statutorily prescribed procedures to improve effectiveness of child support enforcement. If that isn't creepy, I don't know what is. The numbers alone, that's like the devil. Yeah. yeah, because it, it's that is actually this is human trafficking through the courts. You were you're, you're being trafficked. I was trafficked. Our kids were being trafficked through these courts. And, uh, you know, I, I just have no words to, I could go on, but go ahead. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is that's why I felt like I was, I had to speak out today because 
speaking out last time, I honestly think is what kept me from going to jail. The person over the Hartzell firm um, came and sat in the hallway with me. Um, I guess they had listened to this video, sat in the hallway with me and asked me questions. And it was like exact questioning about things I'd said on your video. Hmm. You know what I mean? It was like, there's no, there's no way else he would have known it. I didn't like come to that firm and have a conversation with them. Hmm. And so all of a sudden, you know, that, that got continued where I've been threatened. I'm going to be in jail for Christmas. This was a couple of days before Christmas mm-hmm. I'm in jail for Christmas. You know, well, they tried to get an order for me to go to jail the day before school started. So if they could get that order the day before school started, then they can kidnap the kids while I'm in jail. My two younger kids, Morgan and Brayden and put them in their school system and all this stuff. Brad urban family um, Bruce Urban and Annette Urban are so angry at me and so infuriated at me, even when he beat me up and dragged me across the house, mm-hmm. when they come to get him, they're like, oh, you have a communication problem. The <laughs> fact that still attacking me, he could have had his rights. He could have had his rights terminated. There were six, there's like six different points of reasonings that your, your rights can be terminated, abuse, like mental health. Um, criminal conviction, all this stuff, right? He had every single one of them, all six of them, mm-hmm. all six of them. His rights, his rights should have been terminated. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I said is like, I want my kids to still have a relationship with his family. He can have supervised visitation with the grandparents. I gave them that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I gave them that. Okay. There was already an order for that from 2017 that we had agreed to. And we could have followed that order. Jay White told them, Jay White told them, do not do that order. While he's in jail, I had set up for them to follow the order that we had verbally, that we had done in mediation. While he's in jail, she said, he told them, stop talking to her. Don't get the kids don't do any of this stuff, blah, 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 blah. And I had all the text messages and the emails back and forth to Brad Urban's father, where he's the one that created all this court stuff. We already had a court order. We already had a court order that was done in mediation that essentially said they had them every other weekend Mm -hmm. uh, or at least one weekend a month or something like that. And that he would have to have supervised visitation under them. Mm-hmm. We already had a court order that said that we had to go in my own judge of lawyer, um, Hunt and Jay White tell me that that order was not good enough because his rights aren't terminated. Mm-hmm. And at that time, we made that order when um, he was deemed incompetent. And Jay White deemed him in and out of incompetency like three times in three years to get him out of criminal charges. But then, you know, said he was okay to be over children. Oh, that's disgusting. So Brad Urban's family is still so angry at me 
Matt, Matthew Bledsoe's family is still so angry at me. I haven't done anything to these people. Right. Well, what have I done to them? Who, but, you know, I said the same thing on to a, a, another friend. And they said, well, you don't know the lies they told their parents about you. Well, and- I mean, my first ex-husband's family were spoon-feeding my children margaritas. Ugh. Okay? My my second to my oldest daughter was drunk at two years old, falling over on the sand. And because I got angry about it, that's when our whole family dynamics fell apart. Oh, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hitting me down, telling me I have a problem. For getting angry about his family spoon feeding my children alcohol. My my children that were, I was pregnant and had a one, two, and a three-year-old. And I'm the problem. That, well, this is, you, and I, I know you know this, but this is what these personality disorders do is they deflect and they put it back onto you. It is so wrong. You know. So, like, what's going to happen tomorrow then? Like, are I you mean, doing- I, I don't know. I mean, they could put me in jail for anything, for doing this video, for, you know, anything. Calling the lawyer a liar. But Hopefully lawyers are liars. That's what it is. It's liars. The ACLU is backing one of our domestic violence groups. Um, and, I mean, one of our advocacy groups is actually funding some funding to them. And they've come out to our courthouse. They came out around the time that I got this order to pay the guy that beat me up $70,000. So they're very aware about that situation. I've like told them everything. I don't know if behind the scenes, the ACLU is part of the reason why Jay White has lost all these positions Mm -hmm. because they don't do everything like in the forefront. But I know that Jay White has been doing so many bad things to so many people like the teachers that were standing up to the school, him and the school board, he got them fired and taken like their life, tried to get their license taken away and all this stuff. You know, like there's, there's newspaper articles about how, you know, he was using the system to take people's kids. Like a grandmother had these two children and she went for knee surgery and came back and one of the kids was in group home and one of them was in foster care mm-hmm. while she's in knee surgery. And if you look at the paperwork, it's signed by Jay White instead of a judge. So Jay White did the same thing with my child support order, the one that's supposed to come out of my check. So mm-hmm. they sent it to my, um, we have lawyers over our, you know, over our company. They send it to my lawyers and it's this paperwork and it's signed Jay White. And my lawyers are like, we cannot take, you know, it's like 27 something, something, almost $2,800 out of my, um, my check. We can't take this money out of her check legally, unless it's the correct legal paperwork from the state. We can't just take a letter from some lawyer, just like he sent me a letter in the mail saying everything I owe to Brad Brad Urban, that $70,000 needs to pay, be paid to his firm. If I have paid all that money to his firm, I could still go to jail because I didn't pay it to Brad Urban because that's not what the order says. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Make their like rules up 
so the I, you know, have been paying the money directly to Matt Bledsoe because the paperwork itself was illegal and wrong, not even the correct paperwork. So they sent uh finally send it from the state, but it was like six months later, you know? Um and then I've never like paid child support to the state that way before. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So how am I supposed to know that I send a check? Like literally it was again a thing where Jay White was like, send this twenty eight hundred dollars to my firm. Well, he's the Ooh. child support should child support is not his firm. He was saying to send it to the DSS office in Cabarrus County. Like he's over that office too. That's not the state. So if I send the child support checks to DSS office, that's like sending it to nowhere. But that's not that's not even supposed to be true. Like he just makes up his own rules all along. So he's still over DSS child support. That's why my. 18 year old hasn't been dropped off and I'm about to have another 18 year old my kids are only 15 months apart so what when he's telling you to send the the child support to the DSS office which he oversees um so then that's that's fraud because it should be going to the state and if you have another child that is turning 18 so then they have you signed emancipation papers no because, well, see, in Pennsylvania, like when the kid turns is getting to turn, well, he, he already was turning 18, but he was graduating high school. So they say whichever comes first, whatever. But they have you go down to the domestic relations child support conference and you sign off the kid. So they, they're aware that the, the these children have aged out. I have a case worker that is supposed to be because, you know, right now I'm not even illegally allowed to file anything have a gatekeeper order mm-hmm. so you have to file it on my behalf and I keep getting new caseworkers and they keep acting like they don't have a clue what's going on the other caseworker didn't tell me what was going on I didn't ever know this this is so terrible so we're just waiting on the supreme court to show up because my Supreme, I did the Supreme Court of North Carolina in Raleigh. I didn't do the Supreme Court in Washington, D.C., because I think the problem is, is us going to Congress a year ago, us going to the DO, uh, Department of Justice, DOJ, um, it really isn't getting anywhere. So I'm hoping this judicial standards mm-hmm. uh, complaints and going to the Supreme Court of Raleigh that they're saying that they're giving me an order is coming. They only take 1% of cases and they've had my case for over six months. So you said, and everybody else has said, and the people that are helping me have said, it's in my favor. It's coming. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. The longer they keep it, the more likely they're doing something for you. Right. So, you know, the thing is, is like, you know, I'm in the church I'm praying, I'm, you know, like waiting on justice. But my um, thing is, is, you know, Jesus was nailed to the cross, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't walk, he didn't walk um, 
he went there. I said, I've always said that if I, if I knew I was going to be nailed to the cross, I wouldn't go to the cross like Jesus. I would go kicking and screaming. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't just, okay, just take me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to die for the rest for this narcissist, you know, I'm going to be crucified for these people. But I'm in the point of my faith that I have this peace that if they do something to me, they put me in jail. Jay White immediately loses his license. Nathaniel Knutes immediately loses his license. Mm-hmm. I immediately have a federal court case where I'm going to have millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if God allows something to happen, it's not about them doing something to me, right? Anything mm-hmm. bad, God still has allowed, has to allow to happen, mm-hmm. right? Like he allowed Jesus to die on the cross. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not even scared anymore. Like I'm to the point where that, that fear and that jumpy and that, you know, PTSD from all the pain and the trauma and everything. I have this complete peace over me mm-hmm. that whatever's going to happen is going to happen. If if Jay White puts me in cuffs or Judge Knutes puts me in cuffs tomorrow, immediately their job is over. It's over. Yeah. Their career's over. And the ACLU comes in and swoops over. Well, I think it's almost like people want that to happen mm-hmm. so that they can um, do their job better. Even though all that's happened already should be enough. Exactly. Oh, so either way, I'm not going to fear either way. I have everything taken care of. Um, but at this point, what they do to you, like they did to, like they did to you, they, put you in jail it ruined your career right Mm -hmm. so i don't know they they can do that to um take money you know like how are they going to get money from you if they ruin your career oh she still thought she could even when i came out of prison um she still was estimating me at this imputed figure she had in her head and technically, I mean, that's fraud on the court on on with that judge. So technically, she really shouldn't be on the bench. And you and again, like like you said, you can't have it both ways. They can't call you crazy and expect you to work a full time job. But but you're crazy. How can you? So they shouldn't even be trying to get child support on you off of you. The problem is, is um. You know, when my second ex-husband went manic and off the deep end and doing drugs again and lost his mind, mm-hmm. his family even blamed me. But all of a sudden I was starting to make a good income that that was my fault. Even though I kept the finances separate because we knew he had this issue of like spending. Right. Uh huh. Um, somehow it was my fault that he went off the deep end because of my financial success or starting to be more successful. And um, so, right, I've just paid 
my second ex-husband, you know, hun uh, thousands and thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars. And if he goes off the deep end, even if he's partying this weekend, Labor Day weekend, he's I'm sure he's out partying. You know, if something happens to him, his family's still in their head think it's my fault. Oh, yes. Yeah, they've They're been brainwashed. To attack me, to make me pay him. Even though I said, okay, you're going to attack me to make me pay him. A year ago, I, I filed for child support on them. So Bruce and Annette Urban, they're the interveners. So they're the actual ones that have to pay child support, not him. He doesn't even have, he's already gotten multiple jobs since this. Like he, I don't, I don't even know if he has a current job. Okay. Cause he doesn't keep the job for more than a couple months. Well, so because they're the interveners and they're actually the ones that I have the custody order with, he has supervised visitation. Okay. Bruce Urban would have to pay me child support. Well, mm -hmm. so instead of paying the $70,000 made up figurative amount, um, I said, okay, well, we're going to have a court, we're going to court case of what he would have to pay me in child support. JY advised Bruce and Annette Urban not to show up at court, advised Bruce and Annette Urban not to bring their financials. And even though I had subpoenaed it all to court, they had decided, oh, we're not going to have the court case on this uh, child support because you're not prepared. How can I be prepared if you don't bring the information? If I didn't bring the information, I'd be in jail. Right, right. And so I, I literally had a case and I said, I was trying to prove that he's going to have to pay me. They're going to have to pay me more in child support. And you just take the child support from this 70,000 fake fictitious number that you gave mm -hmm. and it out, like even it out. He wouldn't even let me have trial. So over a year ago, we've had a filing of child support. We still haven't been heard claiming that it was it was also continued because I have not been. Um, I wasn't prepared. So the continue of the child support happened at the same time of the continuance of this um, contempt order. Because mm -hmm. they make whatever you come into court for, like if you come into court to get your kids, they make it, they change the whole case to be about contempt on you. Mm -hmm. like, it's your turn to have the stage. It's your turn to have the thing. I literally was supposed to go for permanent court hearing because everything that I had with my older kids was temporary. And jo Donna Johnson told the court of appeals that I could not appeal my kids custody order because it was temporary. And I go in for permanent court and they wouldn't let me speak. They attacked me the entire time. And you were there, you were there, you were court watching and like literally like, but in a kind voice, like she was talking to me, the judge was just condescending in this high pitch, supposedly nice voice. It would be like talking to your dog and saying, oh, I'm going to take you to the sausage factory. If you do this one more time, you're going to go to the sausage factory. That's how she was talking to me. Mm -hmm. Like, like you, you cannot have, have any evidence and you're not going to have court today and you're not going to be able to fight for permanent custody of your kids. And, and guess what? We're going to give you a gag order and a gatekeeper order and you're not going to be heard today. And my advocate that was there was not even hearing 
like, I'm not even going to be heard today. I had seven witnesses. Everybody in the courtroom was like, even my own advocate was like, oh, well, at least she's being nicer to you. She's not screaming at you and telling you you're going to jail. She's talking to you like this. I'm like, it doesn't matter the tone of the voice. Do you hear what she's saying? Mm -hmm. And it was partly the advocate had made all these complaints to the DOJ on this judge and she was literally retaliating. She wasn't, it wasn't helping me. It was just, if you're just making complaints, making complaints, making complaints, they're not helping you. They're making it worse. So I should have, the judicial standards should have been the first, that should have been where the complaints were, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, you know, you're a nurse. I, you know, I was a nurse, but when I, you know, was kind of a nurse at the time, kind of still, but I was on the witness stand and uh, the, the attorney said, well, you know, you've, you've reported um, my wife. And I said, yeah, twice. And he said, you reported me to the Supreme Court Disciplinary Board. Yeah, once. And he said, you, you've reported this judge. I said, yeah, to the AOPC. And, uh, and I said, you know, this is what nurses do. If there's wrongdoing on the floors, and you know this, any nurse would know this. If a previous nurse left a patient to sit in a dirty diaper for four hours before you come on to your shift, you have to write that nurse up. It has to be an incident report. But the judge told me, or, um, the judge told me that he was sick and tired of me advocating for myself because I said, I have to be my own advocate here. <laughs> I said to him, I said, you know, um, and he said, no, no, you're not advocating for yourself. We're, we're tired of that. I have it in court transcript if anyone wants to look at it. But yeah, I don't know what to say. I feel bad for pro se litigants. You're the best advocate for yourself. Right. No advocate for you like you're going to advocate for you because you know all the details. You know every fact. You know every linear line of things happening mm-hmm. because everyone else gets the stuff mixed up. You're going to get it right. Right. You know? So. And I feel sorry for all of you as in North Carolina because apparently these judges don't even look at evidence. Of course, they didn't look at my evidence either. Um, they're just not looking at evidence. Right. They don't. They hold the discovery, and that's that's fraud. Yeah. You know? They, that's fraud. But the thing is, is Judge Nathaniel Knutes, even though he's saying, oh, I'm not looking at evidence, I'm not looking at the mental health records for Brad Urban, I'm not looking at the criminal records for Brad Urban, it doesn't matter if he looks at it or not. He was on stand. He was on he was on the bench when Brad Urban is in his orange jumpsuit on stand saying he's gonna kill me with five other officers as as a witness. See, there it is. is making me pay him. So he's he is a physical witness, not just like his word against my word. He is a witness to the truth and he still chooses to be the liar. God's going to deal with him. 
and and he's still sitting i think it's it's either presbyterian or baptist church it's here in in um huntersville he sits on the front row of the church oh those are the worst ones just do it for political office for political background they just find the biggest church in the in the um town and they sit on the front row and pretend to be ethical they pretend to have some sort of moral compass no where's this where's jesus you might be full of religion but you have no jesus right it's all about money so so glad you came on my podcast because I'd like to have you back on again. I've been following your story and and I'm so happy to have you in my book that was published last Saturday, Raised by These Wolves, How Family and Federal Courts Are Failing Our Children. And your story is in my book and I'm very proud of you. Thank you for putting me there. Yes. Thank you for being your, my voice in silence. Your I story needed to be told. It needs to be told. You know, all those stories in there. It's a it's a warning to people. So I told I commend you. It's evidence is happening all over the US with mm -hmm. all the stories in your book. Mm -hmm. Well, God bless you and you know, keep me posted. How can people reach you if they want to ask you any questions? Do you want them to come through me? Um I mean amypalacio79 at gmail.com is my email. Um, I guess they could email me there. Okay. Let you know. Update you. I'll give you my husband's information too in case something happens to me when we get off the call. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. Well, hey, uh, don't jump off. Uh, Slam the Gavel is a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms. I am your host, Marianne Petrie, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption, Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough, and Cry Out for Justice, Poems of Truth, as well as Raised by These Wolves, How Family and Federal Courts Are Failing Our Children. Please join us with Amy on another exciting episode. You can find us on Spotify, YouTube, Apple iTunes, Anchor FM, iHeartRadio. And, you know, feel free to donate, buy me a coffee to keep this podcast going. And I totally, totally thank you, Amy, for coming and talking.